The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Okay, everybody, start counting. Are we going to say Corey Davis or Miles Gaskin more on today's show? They are big storylines this week. As hey, they face second teamers again. And they were really good. Miles Gaskin with a strong bounce back week. Corey Davis with another. Uh, Zach Wilson is obsessed with Corey Davis, so we're looking forward to talking about. Wait till you see the Twitter polls that he posted <laughs> today. Corey Davis is going to be like a sixth-round pick with another good week in the preseason if he plays. Adam Azer with Heath, with Jamie, with Dave. You don't get to know their last names. What's up, guys? Uh, Jamie, you got some father-son fantasy leagues going on. Looks like your kids drafted pretty well. They must get some good advice. They did do well. They did. Um, the the 14-team draft with the six-year-old, I thought, came out better than the 12-team draft with the nine-year-old. Not that the nine-year-old's team is bad, but... Uh, the six-year-old's team is is in a little bit better shape, I think, given the uh, amount of competition. Pretty loaded at running back and wide receiver. He's going to start Trevor Lawrence. So who is the backup quarterback? Well, yeah, so we got caught in that. Uh, we were picking 12th out of 14. So I thought, okay, maybe somebody of Tannehill, Stafford, Hurts, I think, were the three. And they all went like back to back to back. So I was like, okay, we'll just go the rookie route and uh, hope for the best. So yeah. we end up with Lawrence and Justin Fields. There you go. Uh, Andy Dalton's going to start week one, by the way. No word on week two. Uh, Dave, I had a tough call this weekend. Just real quick, if you want to give me your take, buffalo chicken pizza or barbecue chicken pizza? Barbecue chicken pizza. Yeah. And the Bears did everything they could to set up Dalton to fail in that game, and Fields just could not capitalize. Uh, we got a lot to talk about with Justin Fields as well. <clears throat> Trey Lance is actually playing right now. Uh, we are recording this on Sunday night. And uh, Heath, we're going to talk a lot about Corey Davis, but let's get started with the Who Would You Rather Have game based on the winners and losers from uh, preseason week two. Miles Gaskin or Miles Sanders, guys? Heath, you get the first word. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go with Miles Gaskin. I just uh, completely overreacted to one week, and it would be unfair not to overreact in the other (laughs) direction (laughs) to the second week. So I'm just going to go back to where I was with Miles Gaskin which is ahead of Miles Sanders. Jamie? Yeah, Miles Gaskin. I mean, both are going to be in what looks like somewhat of crowded backfields, but you know, you see what Miles Gaskin is capable of last year and I think what will be, he will be capable of this year as well. And I think his competition is not as good as Miles Sanders' competition. Go ahead, Dave. I think both their competition stinks. Um, and honestly, maybe the best backup running back on both these teams combined is Ahmed who looked pretty good. Malcolm Brown did not look good. Gaskin, it, it was clear to me from last week's game that he was the better running back compared to Malcolm Brown. And then I went to their practice on Thursday. Gaskin was handling first-team reps, handled the majority of those reps again uh, in the preseason game against Atlanta's backups. Keep that in mind. It was the Falcons' backups on defense 
but I, I think he's going to be better than Miles Sanders. I'd rather have him. Okay, uh, it's uh, Miles Gaskin in the Twitter poll that I posted. 51% Gaskin, 49% Miles Sanders. Ooh. So then what about uh, what about like Mike Davis and Miles Gaskin? So I'm not a huge fan of Mike Davis, but that was another one where he was taking all the first team reps with the Falcons in practice. Like I, I feel like I've got a little bit of an advantage because I went and I saw the Falcons practice against Miami and the Falcons starters have yet to play in a preseason game. Right. I still I still have Gaskin ranked ahead of of Davis, but it's pretty close. I'm I'm a little more interested in Davis than I was before. Davis and Sanders is getting really close. I actually have Gaskin Sanders Davis. See, but but I have Gaskin Davis Sanders. Why is Sanders a faller here? Is it based on what you know? Him, he's not catching the ball because they really haven't used him at all in the preseason. It, they barely it, played it, him. You can't read game. a preseason report about the Eagles and not hear something bad about Miles Sanders. And so that's the thing is, he got a whole new coaching staff, and all they do is re- have bad reports. And and remember when Miles Sanders became a thing? When Jordan Howard went away, <laughs> they brought back Jordan Howard. <laughs> yeah, a, sl- right. a slim down. And Gainwell was catching passes. Versions. Right. It's, it, it, there's there's four guys there that are going to touch the ball. Four. Sanders is going to be the best of the group. I don't think you can. Uh, I don't think you should avoid him as a number two running back. But he's at the back end of the group now. And hey, how many rushing yards and rushing touchdowns will Matt Ryan and Tua Tagovailoa have compared to Jalen Hurts? Right. I and uh, yeah, but Sanders' best performances last year came with Jalen Hurts. So I mean, you know, he'll help. It's true, but I I don't think he gets. I think his touchdown upside is capped. I don't know if that's true. By the way, that his best performances came with Hurts. He had the one. He had over five yards per carry with. He had an eighty-yard run. Yeah, and other than that, he was crap. With let's take those away, sure. No, that's that's kind of he had two he had two other eighty-yard runs earlier in the year against Baltimore (laughs) and Pittsburgh, and that was without Jalen Hurts. I I do not think Miles Sanders' best performances came with Hurts. His yards per carry was good all year, Uh, you know. And in terms of catches, it wasn't really much different with with Hurts. Okay, but you know, I mean, look, Miles Sanders could have carved up the Falcons' second team. But he's barely played. Gaskin played a lot, and the Dolphins haven't faced the first-team defense, really. They faced, like, half of the first-team Bears defense. Uh, anyway, Gaskin was great, and he was very involved in the passing game, and Tua's been very conservative, I think, in the in the preseason. Maybe that favors Gaskin. So I, I mean, I, I'll just, you know, he, he said it. I had Gaskin over Sanders before the preseason started, so I'm just going to go back to that after seeing San- Sanders and Gaskin after this week. All right, let's go to our next one. This is a running back and a wide receiver, both named Chase. Jamar Chase, who had some drops and hasn't had a good preseason so far, or Chase Edmonds. Jamar Chase or Chase Edmonds. They have similar ADPs. Who would you take? Depends what you need. Yeah, they're they're going to be close in that late round five, early round six range in PPR. I do have Jamar Chase a little higher. I'm not going to judge him based on three clumsy drops from Brandon Allen. Heath? Uh, yeah, I... um. I moved them quite a bit closer. I was actually just trying to look it up. I've got Chase Edmonds now four picks ahead of Jamar Chase, so I guess I'd take the running back. I, I mostly agree that it depends on what you need at that point in the draft, but I'm kind of getting tired of all the negativity surrounding Chase, and I have just completely glossed over the fact that he didn't play football for a year and a half, um, and maybe we should take that into effect, account a little more. It kind of looks like it's night with Trey Lance. And sure. Dave, you had James Conner as a rankings faller, so I thought maybe 
you'd be a little higher on on Chase Edmonds. You want to talk about what you're seeing in the Cardinals' backfield? Sure. Uh, Edmonds is starting. Edmonds is a better fit for what this offense is. Edmonds played more than Connor in the second preseason game. Connor didn't play in the first preseason game. This offense is headed toward like what Buffalo's was last year, where they're just going to have everything run through the quarterback. And so Edmonds is the better fit in passing downs. I think they're going to play a lot of passing downs because that's what they're going to do this year is pass the ball a ton. Kyler Murray is going to be their best runner. Uh, Chase Edmonds will be behind him in terms of like, I, I, there's Who, a chance he could be the, behind him in rushing yards, but I think Chase Edmonds yards. has a lot of catches and a lot in the <laughs> passing game. He's I'm, I'm kind of excited about Chase Edmonds at this point. The, the only thing that you have to worry about is, is if Connor plays the Drake role, in the red zone and inside of 10 mm -hmm. because that's where he'll have an edge because he's going to be the one scoring touchdowns. Drake scored 11 touchdowns last year. So, you know, if, if Edmonds is coming off the field in obvious short yardage situations like that, then it's going to be a problem for him. So uh, I'm not going to judge James Conner in his first action when the offense as a whole looked terrible. And uh, he's probably still getting his legs back underneath him after missing time for, you know, uh, being placed on the COVID list. So I, I would much rather have Chase Edmonds, but I'm not getting overexcited about Chase Edmonds or changing my opinion on James Conner after that, that game. Okay, yeah, it was not a good outing for the Cardinals' first-team offense. How about Jamar Chase or T. Higgins at this point? Jamar Chase or T. Higgins? Still there, I, It's Chase, but I think I think I actually have the Bengals receivers back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back in my PPR rankings. Chase, Boyd, Higgins. On Twitter, 74% of my followers said Higgins. <laughs> so That's because so much was made about these drops. And two of them overreact drops. Total overreaction. He was separating all game long. He's going to be fine. It's not the quarterback. You got to see him with his quarterback out there. Right. All right. How about this next one? Uh, Preseason loser, I guess we'd have to call him. Michael Carter or your favorite San Francisco running back, Trey Sermon, not playing on Sunday night with an ankle injury. So I'm guessing most Most are is, is also did not play. Yeah, I'll, I'll do my favorite and my second favorite 49ers running back over Michael Carter right now. Agreed. I thought Carter looked very good. I am discouraged by him being the third running back on the field. I'm further discouraged by another good week from Ty Johnson. I think Ty Johnson's looked good for two games now. I think Tevin Coleman hasn't looked very good, but he's going to make the team. Well, I mean, Tevin so, Coleman played such a minimal role in the second game. He didn't play in the first game. He didn't play in the first game. He didn't look great in the second game, but he's going to make the team, and he's going to be involved, and Ty Johnson might take a little bit, and it's going to take a while for Michael Carter to be this breakout running back that we were all hoping for. I agree with Heath, Mostert, Sermon, Carter. Okay, but then let me just kind of bring this up. It, maybe we can learn something from the Miles Gaskin situation here. And maybe Michael Carter is a long-term play. I think it's... Oh, he's totally... Yes. He's the best Jets running back. Yeah. Yeah. Right, because, I mean, the, the comp that competition stinks you too. Want, you want some other idiot in your league to draft Ty Johnson or Tevin Coleman, please. No, no, I just mean, I just mean that... <laughs> Sermon probably poses a threat to Mostert, you know, just because we've seen. I don't think they're going to turn Mostert loose after they tried that last year and he got hurt after three and a half games. No, um, and we kind of know what the Niners do, but like Michael Carter should be able to beat out Coleman and Ty Johnson. So if if you're going like zero yeah. RB and you need a starter in week one, it's one thing. But if you're just looking for some bench depth, maybe you should. Oh, take Carter. Yeah. I mean, over, over Sermon and Carter are very similar because they're long term plays. They're they're not going to be early season guys as long as everybody's healthy with those teams. But I mean, you know, if you're looking for you know what a poor man's Jonathan Taylor could be, you know, those are the type of guys you're looking for. That by the middle of the season, you know, that they're taking over their backfields and 
and doing great things. I mean, you know, you, you bring up the 49ers, well, where did the coaching staff come from? You know, so it's it's right. probably a, a, a similar storyline that could develop with both those guys. Yeah, if they have good right. running backs, but if they don't, and I mean, I still think that, I don't know, I don't know if any of us take Tevin Coleman and Ty Johnson seriously, but if you're comparing Michael Carter and Trey Sermon and saying that they both could take over second half or, or even earlier, you know, I, I, whose it, path is easier? Well, oh, Carter's path is easier. It Carter. dep- but, but the question is, like, what is the what is the peak Carter rookie profile? Does, do we think there's a chance that Michael Carter is going to end up with 18 touches a game at any point this year? I don't. No, and, and that's really that, what I've that's what I've been discouraged by. It's just that the other running backs, like Coleman, doesn't look great, but he's going to play. Johnson has looked good. He he could end up taking touches away. So there's going to be somebody there to take work away from Michael Carter. Jets offensive line, I think I thought it they've looked okay. I know that Makai has been getting Yeah, that's the thing. They're playing backups. Well some of their they were apparently in all, all the reports play. they were getting just manhandled in practice in the oh, joint, in the practice, joint practice. Becton well, that would be had a problem. A good, uh, they look good in the game. Becton's had some issues. I don't I don't mean the offensive line, I mean just the team in general is getting manhandled. Mm-hmm. Not surprising, I guess, against the Packers. All right, Corey Davis time. Here we go. Corey Davis. Speaking of the Jets. Here's a here's a young receiver that I know you guys like, youngish receiver, Mike Williams. Somebody we're, we're looking at around pick 100 and we'll see the potential. Corey Davis or Mike Williams? It's Davis. Heath, you said, what do you have? What do you got? Yeah, yeah that's the, the, this is the thing. is I, What I realized <laughs> today on Twitter is that I am, like, I used to be the Corey Davis guy. I overdrafted him for three years in a row. Um, I am not the Corey Davis guy anymore after the past weekend. I, I'll I'll take Williams, and you're gonna you can go up like ten spots in the rankings before anybody else is gonna say anything other than Corey Davis. Apparently, the thing about Williams is as you're as you're watching, if you've seen the game tonight, they they're gonna use Josh Palmer a lot. Uh, Guyton led their team in snaps, and I know Williams and, and Keenan Allen didn't play, but one of those th- guys is gonna be a problem for Mike Williams because Keenan Allen's getting his targets, and, and Austin Eckler's getting his. You know who's going to be a problem for Mike Williams? It's Mike Williams. He keeps dealing with injuries all the time. Well, Corey Davis has done that his entire career. Like I don't think we should expect Corey Davis to be more healthy than Mike Williams. I, I, I don't. I don't know if he's missed as I much mean, time. No, if, if you, you want to know a career history, ahead. probably. But you know, I'll, I'll take the last two years of Corey Davis playing most of the last season, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he, he played, played fourteen games last year. Uh. He's also, I mean, I mean, this is the first time since he's kind of established himself as a as the number one guy. You know, he was he was terrible when he had, was in that role as a rookie. And he's in he's in rhythm with Wilson. At least he was in the oh, game. Yeah. Again, I don't know what happened in the joint practice. Zach Wilson looks for Corey Davis more than he looks for Beer. Every time. <laughs> every time, man. More than he looks for Beer. That's good. Yeah, Corey Davis. Had I was going to go with Dave with pizza, but I figured, you know, let, let Heath have it here. <laughs> <laughs> What's my stat on Corey Davis? He was one of five players who did something really impressive last year. Um, one of five wide receivers who averaged 15 yards per catch and caught 70% of more, 70% or more of their targets. Uh, Will Fuller, Rashard Higgins, Justin Jefferson, Corey Davis, and Julio Jones. That's but, how good of a year he had last year. The only, the only you, thing we got to worry about Corey Davis is Elijah Moore is not playing right now. And so that's right, the only that's thing that you should pump the brakes a little bit on Corey Davis is that Moore was the one that Zach Wilson was, you know, his best buddy in, in training camp at the start of uh, practice for them. And then he has the groin injury and he's not on the field. So hopefully he's going to be fine. And hopefully Corey Davis continues in this role. But don't overlook Elijah Moore either. I think he's still going to be a big part of this. Like I, and, you, and Denzel Mims working his way back from the food poisoning too. They're starting to get a little bit more – of a rapport as well. I look at Davis as a top 50 
fantasy receiver. Hmm. He's um, a bench receiver. You, we, not, we we're not talking about him as a number three guy yet. What yeah, the Twitter to, polls? Yeah, yeah here's the Twitter polls that Heath posted. Who, <laughs> a series of Corey Davis Twitter polls. Uh, who do you prefer in full PPR? Corey Davis, Curtis Samuel, Mike Williams. Oh, Davis is running away with this one. Davis ran away fifty six percent more than the other yeah. two. I guess combined. Yes. Yeah, uh, I kind of like Samuel still. Okay, I I have him third on that group, but I might have to. Yeah, I, I I don't like Curtis Samuel that much anymore. Okay, <laughs> Corey Davis, Antonio Brown, Jalen Waddle. This is probably Antonio Brown. Same. Well, I. It's either him or it's not Davis. Uh, Davis is winning that poll as well. Forty-two <laughs> yeah. percent of the yeah. Votes. I I I have AB ranked the highest of the three. But we're not done yet. Wait, we're not done. Going. Just wait. Corey oh, Davis, boy. Juju Smith-Schuster, Kenny Galladay. Juju Galladay Davis for me. The race ranked or the way that the poll is going to go. Yeah, Corey Davis is winning this poll, and like I had Adam go and retweet <laughs> these because I thought maybe my followers were pranking me or something. But that's twenty four hundred votes. Like it's not a small group of people. And uh, Corey Davis, it's Corey Davis. That's the answer. <laughs> I didn't go any higher than that because I didn't. I just could. I couldn't take it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Corey Davis. Yeah, I, I think the Corey Davis, is, AJ Brown. Well, Would it be that much of a shock though if Corey Davis is the best receiver in New York? Not including no. Buffalo, obviously. No. Well, then in New Jersey, you're saying basically. Um, <laughs> no, uh, no, of course not. At this point, if you were better than Gotti, but would you really take him over Galladay? No, but I mean, no. the, the gap is closing quickly. <laughs> but again, like, it's funny because uh, we all see it. But at the same time, it's the second they're going against backups. And Zach it doesn't Wilson, matter. It's the quarterback is leaning on him so much. Yeah, but what are we going to expect from Zach Wilson in the in the regular season? He's he's played well against the Giants and the Packers' backups. But what's he going to do in the regular season? He might be bad. He might stink. I don't care if he stinks. If he throws the ball to fifty percent of the time, well, but the defenses are going to know that they're going to make adjustments. It's not going to be as easy. Obviously, he's not going to be a superstar in that regard, but he still has the chance to make plays if you give him the opportunities to make plays. So, where are you going to rank Corey Davis? Where I have him ranked right now, which is in the high (laughs) forties or low forties. Give me some of the names around him. I can can pull it up. I mean, I take him over Mike Williams. I take him over Curtis Samuel. He's not that far from uh, Galladay at this point. You know, it's it's. what about Beckham? Well, who? I got Beckham. Beckham. Uh, Beckham's higher. How about uh, Will Fuller? I've got Fuller higher. Oh, I would rather have him than Fuller. I've got Davis over Fuller, too. Jacoby Myers th- or, or, or Corey Davis? I, I'm a Jacoby fan. So uh, I'm taking Jacoby Myers, Davis, PPR. but it's close. And Davis, not PPR, you might. PPR. Yeah, non PPR, you could take Davis. I think Davis can be okay. But but like all of those guys, it appears, are going to be going after Corey Davis very soon. Unless, Good. In that case, let everybody else maybe, take him. You know, maybe it's just a short overreaction. Maybe. All right, let's go to another one. The quarterback Zach. loves him. What's what I mean, what's what's so hard to, to, to like about that? Because I think the situation will change once the season starts and they're playing against first string. It might, but I mean, look, this is the guy they spent money on. They they had the opportunity to sign Kenny Galladay, to sign Juju, to go out and get any free agent wide receiver that they wanted, and they targeted Corey Davis. And now the quarterback is targeting Corey Davis. Like, well, this but, isn't but hard on, to figure out. It's, it's also like Kenny, you said, Jamie. Like Elijah Moore is going to come back. And oh, he's I don't think he's going to be going ahead of Juju. About I don't think he's going and, ahead of Galladay yet. But I mean, there's not there's reason to obviously be excited about Corey Davis right now. I mean, did we do Tyler Croft polls too? Since he caught two touchdowns from Zach Wilson. Tyler Croft, Tyler Croft or Chris Hernan? <laughs> Croft. <laughs> Croft. Croft. <laughs> I'm done with Herndon, man. 
Uh, I, you know, just to be fair, I they, they did sign Corey Davis to a three-year, $37.5 million deal. What did Kenny Galladay get? Like, like a $70 million deal? Right. I'm not saying that he, they're in the same stratosphere, but, you know, the, the way that everything is just unfding in front of us, you have to say Corey Davis is winning. And that's that's oh, the bottom line. He's, he's winning. Having a great, he's having a great he's winning. That's up to you. He's having a great preseason, no question. All right, let's move on. Zach Moss or All Devin Singletary? For him. De- Zach Moss or Devin Singletary? Singletary? I want to put Singletary ahead so bad. Then why don't I, you? Because I'm just worried that Moss will end up taking work away. And I also think that this is still going to be an offense that won't run the ball as much as we want them to. The thing for me... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Answer the question. Singletary I, I mean, I said, I said You said Singletary. it. I know you said it. Dave, let's okay. go. I've, I've got Moss ranked ahead of Singletary okay. still. I'm taking Moss over Singletary, and I hope Singletary starts getting drafted ahead of Moss. <clears throat> Heath? Yeah, I'm glad that he's not. Um, it's, it's a lot well, better to after Singletary and then just wait and take him after Moss goes. But I just, I mean, again, I'm neither of these guys are in my top 40 running backs. I don't want to draft either of them very much at all. But I think that in two years, Singletary has shown us Singletary. Singletary has shown us more of an ability to make things happen with fewer touches. And I think you have yeah. to do that to have any chance of being good in this situation. You're going to have to have breakaway plays. You're going to have to have a high efficiency because there's only going to be 10 to 12, maybe 14 touches a game. And you're probably not going to get the red zone work either. And so what he was known for at FAU was being a yards creator. He, you know, good lateral agility, played with power, all that stuff. And we've seen it now in two preseason games where he's he's looked like vintage Devin Singletary um, from his FAU days. And it's great, but Moss is getting some time. Moss is playing with power. Even if Moss goes down with another injury, it would be his ninth in three years. Singletary still isn't going to get the type of work that we want. Oh, you don't think so? He did last year. No. Uh, he, he he'll get some decent run, but it's not going to be what we want. Yeah. He got he had three games last year without Moss. One was terrible. Uh, it was a bad game for the team. The other two he had at like something like eighteen and twenty one PPR fantasy points. He really delivered. Uh, Philip Lindsay or Mark Ingram? Still Lindsay, but neither. Neither. You can't say that. You have to. You have to rank them. Corey Davis, <laughs> <laughs> Zach Moss, Chris Herndon. <laughs> No, no, I'll take the Texans. <laughs> I've got Lindsey higher than Ingram. I think I have like um, Singletary, Moss, Lindsey back to back to back in my 45-ish range at running back. So. Right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Ingram was kind of the guy in this game. And finally... David Johnson's going to get cut. Rookie tight ends. Pat Fryermuth or Kyle Pitts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least Fryermuth gets on the field. Yeah, yeah. Chris can't even get on the field. React I think the to Falcons that. Are being smart. Ben looked great. Yeah, react. To, well, we'll talk great. about Ben yeah. for sure. But react to, I got Pat, a lot to say about Pat Fryermuth uh, catching two touchdowns and the broadcasters. The and Ebron had a drop in the game. Ebron too. had a drop. Shocker. Yes. And the broadcasters talk about how Fryermuth just it does not drop anything, and he made uh, looked like some pretty nice catches. Yeah, Ben was great, um, but. I don't know. Is Fryermuth a sleeper? In tight end premium leagues, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. At at best, at best, he's fifth in targets. Okay. 
All right, it is draft prepping for charity month, supporting St. Jude. Throughout the month, we are having various eBay auctions supporting St. Jude, culminating in our draftathon event on September 1st. We have added a private Zoom call with the entire FFT team, a spot in the Scott Fishbowl against Dave, Jamie, or Heath, and a guest appearance on the podcast. Very, very fun stuff to bid on. Please go to cbssports.com slash eBay. cbssports.com slash eBay. Look at all this. Brinson's at 650. All right. Brinson's cheating a little bit, though. Is he? Yeah. 650 for a preseason call with Brinson. How is he cheating? Uh, I won't say it on the air. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Good stuff. CBSports.com slash eBay. Well, some more players. I know there's a lot of players you wanted to talk about. Let's talk about Ben Roethlisberger. And Jamie, what, what did you see from Roethlisberger? I mean, that pump fake and the touchdown to, to Frymouth was was pretty nice. Uh, a lot of zip on the ball. He looked like uh, old Ben. He was moving around in the pocket, uh, escaping pressure. Um, you know, downfield throw to Deontay Johnson. You know, it, it looked it looked like vintage Ben. And, you know, uh, I've, I've said it on, on our quarterback stuff. You know, I think he's a sleeper just based on, you know, what he was last year alone, where he finished as the 13th best quarterback. But, you know, just looking at the weapons around him. I mean, if he looks like this, he's going to end up being a, a, a number one quarterback by the end of the season. So. Um, you know, if you don't like your quarterback situation and like, for example, in, in that 14 team league, I would have gladly paired Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields with Ben Roethlisberger, but Roethlisberger went before, uh, both of them, I believe. Um, somebody probably watched the game and just got excited. Uh, but there's, there's a lot to like based on the way that he looked, forget about anything statistically, all that. If you watch the game, he looked impressive and we know the weapons are impressive. Najee Harris had a big catch out of the backfield, you know, so this team is loaded, and if he's anything close to what he was, you're going to like it. The offensive line looked great in pass blocking. Um, you know, there were a couple holes that that they opened for Harris running the ball too. But uh, if that group holds up, the receiving core holds up, Ben holds up, he's going to have a good season. He's going to finish strong. I charted them with nine at least fair blocking plays out of the ten pass attempts that Roethlisberger had. I thought Roethlisberger was like he was the reason why Firemuth had those touchdowns, the pump fake put the ball up high for Frymuth to get. And then the second one, the defender at his back turned, he threw it up for Frymuth to, to take down a lot of quick throws too. So there, there's a lot of what we saw last year. That's was implemented in this preseason game, but just piggybacking off Jamie offensive line looked very, very good. And Roethlisberger looked good too. And I love the fact that they kept him in shotgun too. So I think that's a benefit to him. You know, him mm-hmm. under center is not the best situation for him. The fact that he was in shotgun a lot, you know, that was a big question about where was he going to line up yeah. this, off the, in this season, um, you know, taking the ball under center or, or standing back. Uh, the fact that he's still, you know, back there, I think that helps his game. Uh, you know, we've seen that time and time again. Yeah, I did not think the line did a good enough job in run blocking. We'll talk about that when we get to Najee, but I did. Harris had a couple of good runs. I mean, he was he, he had a couple of decent runs. Um, the, the catch was awesome. Um, I moved Roethlisberger up a little bit. I'm more interested in getting him than I am Cousins now. Right. Is Roethlisberger going to move ahead of Ryan and Cousins? I still have Ryan ahead by one spot. Yeah, he's ahead of those guys for me. The question I think becomes is, and this is, you know, roster build, is Roethlisberger better than the two rookies who aren't starting week one? Well, then and what so, about Lawrence? Let's just keep going. What about Trey? Why? why yeah, fair enough. It, yeah. Is he better than those guys? And I think that, again, that comes down to roster build. You know, those three guys probably have a higher upside if they hit, you know, if if with what they, certainly the, the, the two non-Jaguars, certainly the two non-Lawrence, uh, guys, you know, because what they will be able to do with their legs, but you know, and Lawrence is going to run a- enough, you know, I hope. Uh, but if you want a safe quarterback, 
and you don't take a like if you're if you're drafting Jalen Hurts, this is the perfect guy to pair him with. Well, and also in two QB or super flex, he should go ahead of those guys. Yes. When the when the second quarterback, you need to be a starter. Yes. Um, I'm taking Ben ahead of those guys. Mm-hmm. I thought. Look, first of all, correct me if I'm wrong here, but the Lions sat most of their starters. Uh, That's in this, true. In this game, so uh, this, yeah, again, though, so this I mean, is just the way he looked. You know, this is not. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, he he just looked better. He did, I'll and he said, you. and he said his arm felt better than it did last year. So the, Ben, great. But as far, as far as the offensive line goes, if you can't block. The first team of the Lions, that's bad. But if you can't block the second team, that would be concerning. And there were two plays where Najee Harris didn't have a ton of work, got swallowed up in the backfield. And yep. I don't want to make too much out of that. But for, for that to happen twice in limited time against the, the Lions backups was interesting. But when you, you do see the ability of Najee Harris at his size. But that could have been a 120, 130 total yard game for him if he had played the whole game. Oh, he was terrific! Yeah, right. uh, you saw on the on the catch; it was just a thing of beauty. Yeah, he got caught from behind, though. That part, <laughs> well, that part's whatever. not great. He's making a move; the guy's in front of him. Like it was, it, he was. If he keeps running, <laughs> he's, he's going to get caught from behind either way. I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, one of those plays that you were referring to was just poor scheming by the Steelers. There, there were two guys coming right off the edge that were unblocked that got to Najee. All right, let's go to uh, some more rankings, risers, and fallers, Heath. You have three wide receivers whose first name starts with J. Yeah. Jalen Waddle, Jerry Judy, Jacoby Myers. No other, uh, no other Jays out there that you could have added. Uh, wasn't a great, wasn't a great weekend for Jamison Crowder. So what about Juju? Jory Javis? John Brown didn't play. Um, there were a lot of Jays that didn't do well, but there. I've just kind of decided. First off, the Judy wins just that I finally joined the crowd and put Judy ahead of Cortland Sutton because. Judy had success with the other quarterback, and it seems pretty clear to me that no matter who the quarterback is for the Broncos this year, it's going to be better than who the quarterback was for the Broncos last year. And that wasn't all of Jerry Judy's problem, but it was a big part of it. Another big part of it was drops, and I just don't believe that matters very much because history tells us that drops aren't very predictive from year to year. So I'm I'm in on Judy over Sutton. Um, I... I'm just ranking it as if Jalen Waddle's the pretty clear number one wide receiver for the Dolphins. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe that's dumb, but Will Fuller and Devontae Parker aren't practicing at all. Jalen Waddle's played more with two than those guys anyway. And I think he's maybe more talented than those guys right now. He's definitely so far a bit more reliable. There was a there was a report in the Miami Herald that uh this was prior to them playing the Falcons, that the coaching staff uh privately is not concerned about Fuller and, and Parker missing time. They expect Fuller to be ready by week two. Uh, when he's eligible to play, but they said by the time the season starts, he should be ready. And Parker, they're just being cautious with because of his track record. But I mean, you talk about two guys that have have injury track records, man. That's terrible for those two. And and Waddle, when he went down uh, in the game against Atlanta, was a little scary the way he limped off the field, knowing yeah. his, his his ankle problem. But the fact that he bounced back and got back in there, and uh, like you said, Heath, uh, they're doing so many things that you didn't see out of Miami last year with the way they're moving him around in practice, the way that they, they're showing it in games. They want the ball in his hands as much as possible. And he is, he's is he got a chance to be special if he can dominate targets compared to the other two. Because those guys are going to get targets. I mean, you know, they're, when they're healthy and on the field, they're going to get targets. And I will say this, just piggybacking off that, that if the other two guys miss time, put Mike Gusecki back on your radar because it, it's pretty clear to us still going to throw to him. And he, we know last year what he did with Preston Williams was there. Um, that that guy is is still going to be relevant despite the fact that they added those two receivers this offseason. I'd like to see 
a chart of to his throws. I just feel like he loves the middle of the field. And that would probably benefit Waddle, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you look at it right, they have right now, Waddle's the only guy there. That's true. <laughs> That's true. He's two is really interesting. People, I think people are pretty excited about him. But again, I want to see him go against some first teamers here. Uh, like I said, he played about half of the first team Bears defense. Um, all right. So, so I'm guessing Judy's first on this list. How, how are you ranking Judy, Waddle, and Myers? You just did. Um, I've got it Waddle, Judy, Myers. Oh. Okay. We've got Waddle and Judy back to back. So Okay. Uh Jamie's risers, Miles Gaskin, we've spoken about, Waddle, Corey Davis, Gus Edwards, and Miko Hardman. So you, you said that Dobbins may be a slight faller, Edwards a riser. Give me your take on the Ravens backfield. I guess I was just too bullish on the fact that I thought Dobbins was gonna take a step forward and and establish himself as the the clear cut guy. Um you know, and, and that's probably a, a, to a fault, maybe just buying into what I thought J.K. Dobbins was going to do this year. But it's pretty clear that Dobbins, that Edwards isn't going away. And the fact that it was um, a pretty even split, even without Lamar Jackson there. So, you know, the offensive line was there. Again, nothing to do with how they played. It's just how they're used. And so um, I was probably just a little too bullish on Dobbins and, and maybe not bullish enough on Edwards. And if you haven't been drafting Edwards, I mean, I, this is nothing new. But if you haven't been drafting Edwards as, as a potential zero RB target or – you know, somebody who's going to play quite a bit, uh, he's going to play quite a bit, you know. So this is another backfield. You know, it's like similar to what we said about Buffalo and um, the Cardinals, that there's going to be a split. The quarterback's going to run. You know, you know everything with this Ravens offense, except the fact that, you know, we've seen a Ravens running back be successful. Dobbins at the end of last season, Mark Ingram two years ago. Um, but I think they they clearly value Gus Edwards to a very, very high degree, and they're going to use him to a very, very high degree. Unfortunately, at the you know expense of Dobbins maybe having that breakout season. In the final seven games last year, including the postseason, Gus averaged 9.7 carriers per game. Dobbins was at 11.6. And I think it's going to be even closer. I think it's probably going to be 10-10. See, I was going to say, it w- I wouldn't be surprised if it was exactly that, where it's going to be you know, 10 to 12 in favor of Dobbins. But whether you think it, what I'm saying is right or what Jamie's saying is right, it still doesn't spell out anything great for Dobbins. The only saving grace is that last year, late in the year, Dobbins handled short yardage goal line way more than Gus. Yeah, Dobbins so is the one. You want. If, that, if that continues, that's why you're taking Dobbins. But he's right. he's he is not even close to a second rounder anymore. And I don't know how much. I, like I guess he's a third rounder, but it's getting harder. I've got him in round four in PPR, but yeah, I, I pretty I totally much see it. Like I've I've had this. this it's the three four turn, I think, and it's just yeah. with those guys. Again, it's so it's hard to talk about, and it happens with Nick Chubb at a higher level. But Dobbins is going to look a little bit silly ranked next to some of the names that he's ranked next to in PPR because of role. He is a better pedigree and a, I think a more talented back than a lot of the guys that he's going to be in the same range of in PPR. But I've got like it's hard, you know, he's behind Chris Carson, and I think Daryl Henderson. It's you can't rank him ahead of Daryl Henderson right now. I don't think. Yeah, that was the big switch for me. Like, I dropped my Henderson. And Gaskin. Yeah. In PPR, yeah. Me too. Man, sometimes I wish every season had no preseason. <laughs> <laughs> because it's hard not to react to what you see. Right. But then you also want to... you got to put it in context. That's but again, all. like, let's just say... Let's just say J.K. Dobbins got as many snaps against the Falcons' backup defense. But yeah, I, as, you, I, don't, I don't care where they're playing, though. That's the thing. I don't, I don't care where they're playing. Right. But, but this Dobbins is, is barely stat. playing. He's barely playing right now. No, and he's not even playing with Lamar Jackson. This is but, not something new. 
Right. Like what Jamie, everything Jamie just said is what the Ravens have done the past two years. Yeah, but last week, Miles Gaskin, we were talking about maybe he's a, a sixth round pick because of what happened in the preseason. Now he's ahead of J.K. Dobbins? Like, that's just wild right now. Yeah, right? I, I don't agree with that. But I, yeah. I understand where Jamie's coming from. Like it, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I'm just saying it's it's but, super but again, hard you know, not to you react go back to, to what with, with what they did with Gaskin, he was the passing downs guy. Yeah. And so if he's going to be the passing down guy and <laughs> the first and second down guy, which he should, <laughs> he was great <laughs> in that role last year, uh, then he's better than Dobbins. He's got in his role with his got the better opportunity. Yes, he just not has better player. He just has better cash in on it. Well, and his, I'm sure, like we always do the six game sample thing. I'm pretty sure Miles Gaskin's <laughs> six game PPR sample last year was better than J.K. Dobbins. That would be close. Dobbins, I think he was RB ten per game uh, in his six game sample. Gaskin, I actually think was probably more than a six game sample. So good for him. All right, uh, look, I get it. It's just, it's just interesting, you know. If yeah. you if you want to, just because Dobbins has not had a fair shake in the preseason, you know, neither of those, those guys have barely played. Uh, the Ravens starters, Jackson hasn't right. played, and I think I've seen Dobbins in on third down too, with the starters. I don't know if I, I, I listen. Can check if, that. if if what comes Which to fruition from what they said this offseason about using him more in the passing game, to whatever extent, that's going to be a big boost for him. He still is going to be the best Ravens running back. This isn't a Gus Edwards is better than J.K. Dobbins in their current situation. This is just, I, I, for me, I had Dobbins closer to round two than I do to round four, and I've adjusted that. And so now he's closer to Gaskin. And in PPR, in full PPR, I think Gaskin's going to be better. Okay. I, I totally understand. Uh, Dave, your risers are Miles Gaskin, Devin Singletary, and Corey Davis. As I said, I, as the first segment was designed to reflect the risers and fallers. So let's go to Dave's fallers. And we've pretty much talked about all of them. James Conner, Will Fuller, and Elijah Moore. Uh, you know, look. Will Fuller, I guess, just that he was he was a star last year. He was a top 10 receiver per game. He was the clear number one on his team with a very good quarterback. Yeah, okay, hold and, on, and hold now, on. So now he's on. got the downgraded quarterback. Wait, I don't hold, know if he's going to be the number yet. one guy on his team. I wasn't done yet. Oh, okay, well, I guess I'm just doing this. I'm just mentioning this stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, but... He, it's not like he didn't have Brandon Cooks next to him. I mean, Brandon Cooks is a pretty accomplished receiver. I don't know that Jalen Waddle as a rookie is going to be better than, than Brandon Cooks. So, you know, he was outshining Albert Brandon Wilson. Cooks at the beginning hey. of the year. Who was outshining Brandon Cooks? Will Fuller was at the beginning of the year. That's what I'm, I know. That's I'm saying he proved to be better than Brandon Cooks. So you're telling me he can't be better than Jalen Waddle? You know. Well, he's not going to be there for week one. When he comes back in week two, hopefully he's fine. Like Jamie said, the report said. And could he? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm nervous to take him now. I'm encouraged by Waddle. I think this Dolphins, if if Gaskin's going to start catching passes, that's more targets being taken away. I think they're going to try and spread around. And I think they're going to be like up-tempo, quick passing, kind of like this. This is the true new trend, right? Seattle's doing it. I think Atlanta, to a degree, is going to do it. And now I think Miami will, too. They're going to get the ball out of two of his hands quickly. We've seen that already this preseason. I'll go back Steelers to something doing that. Chris, Chris Towers said earlier this week, you know, where we were talking about Will Fuller. Where Will Fuller is going now is tremendous. It's absolutely tremendous because he's falling and falling and falling, and he's going to win you some weeks. You got to view Will Fuller, I think, DeAndre Hopkins era Will Fuller, you know, where there were some great moments. There was some missed time. There was, you know, probably starting him on the wrong weeks because he's coming off of a big, big game and you're not going to know if he's going to have another big game. But where he's going to fall to is is 
amazing. Where where do you that. want where do you want to take Will Fuller now? I'm probably not taking him till after round nine, but I'm probably not going to get him unless this trend is that we're seeing. You know, three weeks of missed practice time for a guy of his injury track record is mm-hmm. terrible. You know, with a, with a new, a new team, team, no less, learning a new system, right? Learning a new stuff. system, no, learning no. a new quarterback, sharing the field with other guys that, you know, are are maybe not as talented as one Brandon Cooks, but maybe as talented as two Brandon Cooks, you know, in terms of what those guys do. So, you know, I, I think Will Fuller is, is going to be an excellent value pick now compared to where he was at the start of training camp, where um, I had questions of, it, will he be the number one receiver? But he was certainly much further in that conversation than he is now. Yeah. Um, it's int- Waddle's interesting. This the the way that <clears throat> he was treated. I would just say, I'm not gonna say individually, but just in general, love him in Dynasty. He's gonna be so good. Not so sure about this year, but now we've seen him on the field. We've seen the way the Dolphins are trying to get the ball in his hands. He's so explosive. People are excited about it, and it totally and I, makes and I sense. Think like that, you've been. I've been with you on some of the uh, like. I, I appreciate that you're trying to hold us back on the preseason <laughs> reactions, but. If any of them make sense, it's the first round pick who we all thought would be really good in the future, and we weren't sure if he was ready yet. And now he's looked good. Yeah, like nobody had him ahead of Devonte Smith. I don't know if you still do, but I always thought that was interesting. That I didn't see anyone who liked Waddle better than Smith this year, even though the Dolphins liked Waddle better than Smith, and they had his quarterback. You know, they had both of their you know quarterback Tua, um, and they chose Waddle. So I always thought that was interesting. Um, Waddle's getting his due now. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. And uh, just just a reminder, week five, 2019, Will Fuller, 14 catches, 217 yards, three touchdowns against the Falcons. Followed that up with five catches for 44 yards at the Chiefs, but he dropped two or three touchdowns that game. Imagine <laughs> if he had played against the Falcons' backups. If, how he oh, forget it. 400 <laughs> yards. Uh, the other rankings fallers we've discussed, J.K. Dobbins for Jamie, <clears throat> Michael Carter for everyone. And uh, let's do some news and notes. Not everyone. Oh, I'm sorry. Not you're Who's, not. I didn't move him down. Okay. Uh, so would you, Dave? Would you take Michael Carter? Or uh, this is not actually. Let's skip that. Scratch record. Scratch. How's everybody feeling about Javante Williams right now? Not great. I haven't watched the game yet. I like it more than Michael Carter. He fumbled and Gordon didn't play. So. Yeah, but he fumbled the ball for a touchdown, so that's good. <laughs> it was a weird fumble. It's like his offensive lineman like ripped the ball out of his hands, basically. It's uh, just, you know, the encouraging thing is that Gordon is not healthy and, you know, still working his way back from the groin injury. But how much better is he going to be than Javante Williams to start the season? And how long will he continue to hold on to the job? Who? You're talking about Gordon. Melvin Gordon, how long will he continue to hold on to the job ahead of Javante Williams? Because he's going to be the starter. Well, I think what's encouraged or discouraging, maybe it means nothing, but they're using Royce Freeman a lot. So they're right. using two this running is, backs. So they talked all offseason long about using two running backs all the time. And they drafted, much like the Michael Carter discussion, they drafted a guy who's always been a part-time running back. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't always mean that they will always be a part-time running back, but... Right. If he earns it, then he'll be the full-time guy, it or at least the majority. Plan whether Melvin Gordon is healthy or not is for him to be a part-time running back. Right. And this is without Mike Boone healthy, who's you know yeah. a guy that they were counting on as well. Uh, yeah. And the other positive, I think, if you if you have watched the Broncos games, is that Williams 
is doing what Javante Williams does, which is running people over and breaking tackles. Uh, and he's been involved in the passing game as well. He did have a bad drop, unfortunately, but then that was on third and one. On the next play, fourth and one, they gave it to him, and he picked up the first down. <clears throat> so, all right, fine, then. Michael Carter or Javante Williams? Javante. Yep. Javante, yeah. Chase Edmonds or Javante Williams? Edmonds. Edmonds in PPR. Williams in none. And? Edmonds in PPR. I got to be a good host, Jamie. Half? Edmonds in half. All right, uh, there you go. Damien, do you guys have Javante ahead of Damien? Harris? I do not. I like Damian Harris a lot better. I've got him ahead of Damian Williams. Damian Harris. Harris and Damian Williams. I've got Harris in non and half, but Javante in full. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson's having a nice camp. That's oh, another team that yeah. went up against backups. He's playing against the backups' backups. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. And more news and notes then. Uh, Baltimore has won 19 straight preseason games that ties an NFL record. Clyde Edwards Zeller covered the spread on like 16 of those games, oh, wow. too. Clyde Edwards Zeller left with an ankle injury. So if we're drafting today, where are you taking Clyde Edwards Zeller? Over Corey Davis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, round three for me on CEH. If he's still healthy, if he's healthy, I'll still take him around two. But Damian or Daryl Williams left with a concussion. Yes, he did. It was the McKinnon show. Yeah. Uh, Trey Sermon, ankle injury. Carson Wentz is going to be practicing. Is there, Do you guys think Wentz plays week one? No, but it's trending in that direction. Seems like uh, is going to be the Broncos quarterback. Bridgewater, Who? yep. It, oh, people, okay. People seem to think it's going to be Brid- I read an article that was like, oh, Lock, two articles that said, oh, Locke and Bridgewater were both really good. What? Locke was not good. No, Bridgewater's look great. Yeah. <clears throat> Locke was great in week one, or yeah, last week against the Vikings. This week, I didn't think he was good. Yeah, so uh, expect an announcement in the next few days from... I don't know. Broncos. Fangio said they 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 may take a little longer. Oh, oh really? Yeah. I thought he said the next few days. I, I think the fact that it's taking longer is, is, is why people are reading into Bridgewater, because it's easy to say Locke now if he's your guy. Uh, Andy Dalton will start week one, as we mentioned. <clears throat> Cincinnati hey, hey. <laughs> Cincinnati lost their uh, rookie pass rusher, Joseph. I think it's a Asai. I don't know. I might be saying that wrong. And Asai Bolte. I kind of think that Justin Fields is going to be the number three quarterback week one. <laughs> he probably <laughs> he <just> doesn't want to <laughs> give himself. Like, he doesn't want to have the temptation of putting Fields in against the Rams. Just puts him back at number. You mean when they're trailing by three touchdowns in the third quarter? Right. Oh, they're going to get smashed. Now watch the Bears win. They might win if they're not starting. Saquon Barkley will practice against New England this week, which is good. Very good. Deshaun Watson can't be interviewed by the NFL as long as he's under criminal investigation, which means he can't be placed on the exempt list as long as he's under criminal investigation, which means he might be eligible all season, according to Yahoo's Charles Robinson. Seems like a loophole they might want to close. Maybe, but the, do you, does anybody draft Deshaun Watson? No, no. Okay, Carolina could be close to signing Robbie Anderson to an extension, according to the Athletic. Rashad Bateman was cleared to run routes. That's a great sign for him. And there are some injuries in the Chargers' backfield, and they played tonight. If you were going to Sunday night, I don't know when people are listening to this. If you're going to draft a Chargers running back. Eckler. Other than Eckler, who's the second oh. guy you draft? Um, Jackson. Jackson, but it's getting closer with Kelly. 
Yep. Yeah, that's exactly how I like. I've always been the Jackson guy, but I feel very uncomfortable with Jackson right now because he's always hurt. Yeah. Chris Towers is going to write a newsletter with a lot of interesting stuff about you know snap counts and who was in on two receiver sets. These are important things that we need to follow here. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, check it out. CBSSports.com. I think it's newsletters, but it might be newsletter. CBSSports.com slash newsletter or newsletters. If one doesn't work, either one works. Oh, either one works. Great. And yeah, so that's a it's a really good <clears throat> column and uh, well newsletter, and you should check it out. Jake Funk or Xavier Jones? <laughs> Xavier Jones. Jones. Yeah. Rashad Penny or Alex Collins or nobody? Nobody, but Penny if you feel inclined. Why not DJ Dallas? Yeah, I would say maybe DJ, but I, I don't like them. Okay. I don't have much <laughs> else to say. Emails, fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. From... Oh, yeah, let's take a break. Sorry. Let's take a break on fantasy football today. Then we'll read your emails. You're a terrible host. Oh, the Man, worst. the worst. <laughs> we'll be right back. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. We are back. Fantasy football at CBSI.com. Keep sending your emails here. Best work you've ever done was during that commercial break. Thank you. Thank you. I worked on a lot of things. I want to compliment that. you after, you know, insulting you. Unlike you, you did to me. I was really insulting Heath, Jamie. I wasn't insulting you. When were you insulting me? I said that Heath said I'd take this guy in non-PPR and, and the other guy in full PPR. And I said, Jamie, if you were a good host, you'd ask him half PPR. So I you was, were definitely insulting Jamie. Yeah, but no, I was really insulting you because you took the easy way out. It's not like... It is the easy way out. What about people who are in half PPR? What, what you, what, I, I have a question. Like when you ask me a question like that, and I have one player ranked higher in one format and another player ranked higher in another format, what, how would you like for me to answer? 
I would say, I would say, yeah. Can we just say that one of one of them is better than the other format? Just so I don't say that. I would say I would take player A in full PPR. I take player B in non or half PPR, or you know whatever it happens to be. What would be weird is if you'd said I take player A in non and full PPR, but player B in half PPR. (laughs) Do you see what I did for you just there? No, Jamie, what did you, you do? You were struggling for content, so I gave you two minutes to just BS. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, the great host I am. My first email, I don't know. Top five Sylvester Stallone movies, go. <laughs> Rocky, one, two, three, four. And, uh, no, Rocky, one, two, four. Over the top. Topland, bro, come on. Both of those movies are pure trash. Topland? <laughs> Cop- I'm sorry, I stop or my mom will top. shoot. has to be up there. <laughs> What am I missing here? I mean, I, I'm I wasn't a huge Rambo fan, to be honest with you. <laughs> no surprise. <laughs> not surprising at all. <laughs> There's not really a bad guy in Rambo. I mean, it's, what? You have to root against the cop. You know, it's it's I he's the cop. I don't remember I don't remember that well. Wasn't Brian Dennehy he was the cop? Wasn't he the bad yes. guy? What was so bad about him? He was he was persecuting <laughs> Rambo for no reason. He didn't like the way he looked. I know, but he was a weird guy to hate. Didn't Rambo have to like like destroy all the cops? I you know it's I don't know. It's just they were trying to kill him. <laughs> he could have just left. I don't know. He was stuck in the woods. <sighs> I don't you know remember. I was Adam, the man. <laughs> the man. Okay. <laughs> and you know what? It's all come full circle. Now we have Adam Troutman. Colonel Troutman is back. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that a Rambo character? It's the Colonel. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so what are the top? What are the other? <laughs> it's the load movies I'm missing here. Three Rockies well, three, and one. one and two are awesome. No, they're not you in know? there. They're not in there. He was in the Suicide Squad. Never saw it. The it's new one? Excellent. The new one. Tango and Cash. King Shark. Oh, Tango and Cash is amazing. Yeah, Tango, Tango and Cash, Cash is, is at the top five. <sighs> oh, it's not Tango. It's Cash. It's not Cash. It's Tango. <laughs> All right, let's go. From Trev. Uh, the, the obscure quotes you come up with are amazing. I, I'll never forget that one. I often find myself at a point in the draft, usually around six or seven, where I just don't like any of the names available at wide receiver. I know I can wait at quarterback or tight end, <laughs> and I usually take running back early. This is so funny. Am I crazy for taking Corey Davis, Mike Williams, or Marvin Jones Jr. there instead of guys like Tyler Boyd or Curtis Samuel? I like them better, uh, They may not, and they may not be there later in the draft. Is it crazy to take... Corey Davis, Mike Williams, or Marvin Jones in round six or seven if I just don't like the wide receivers there. I mean, what kind of draft is this where you think Corey Davis will still be there in the sixth or seventh <laughs> round? <laughs> oh. uh, I mean, the only guy I would take Corey Davis over there is Curtis Samuel. Not Tyler Boyd? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Boyd. I'm sorry. You'd take Davis over Samuel. Not Yes. Not, okay. Did I say that correctly? I apologize. No, no. And I would, yeah, I would take Marvin over, over Corey. That's what we're saying, right? I would rather have Davis. Okay. Okay, I'm just sorry. I'm on IMDb right now. I'm looking at Stallone movies. <laughs> all right, email. all pretty good. Email number two is uh, from Stephen in a small town on the south shore of Long Island. Roslyn. Oh, I was. I thought isn't Roslyn North Shore or is it South Shore? I don't know. I just know it's on Long Island. Okay. Because <clears throat> I was going to say. What do okay, I look anyway. like? A compass. Uh, how are rankings affected in two receiver leagues versus three receiver leagues? 
Are running backs and tight ends slightly upgraded? Is zero wide receiver a strategy you'd consider in a two-receiver league? What are your thoughts? Yeah, you can go after running backs for sure over wide receivers because you don't have that pressure of filling three roster spots just with wideouts. Anything yep. else, guys? I was listening, sorry. Two wide receiver versus three wide receiver leagues. Wide How does that change your strategy for wide receivers, and why is it wrong to do those types of leagues? Um, I don't think it's wrong. It's not as fun, but it's not wrong. Um, well, there it is. It's not fun. Not as fun, so it's wrong. Okay, that's the way you want to go. Um, I think you just, you know, you don't have to prioritize receivers much. Okay. Great email. Here are the official. Yeah, that was really not helpful. Um, I think. Yeah, it's, it make it does make a big difference. Right. I think wide receivers are less valuable. You should not draft as many of them. You shouldn't. You shouldn't and draft them as early either. Maybe you should think about you know getting a, in a you know a top six tight end or something like that. <laughs> Running backs or tight ends or quarterbacks. Okay, so it does it doesn't make that much of a difference though. It's not like you're changing your whole strategy. Here's the official top five Stallone movie list, in order. This is according to you? Yeah. Oh, oh Rocky, Rocky 1, Rocky 2. Rocky 1 is 5? No, no, no. Rocky 1 is 1. Rocky 1 is 1. You ever Ro- do a countdown before? You don't start this off. <laughs> well, now it's spoiled. Rocky 1, 2, and 4 are, are the first three. Um, Demolition Man and Tango and Cash. It's a good list. Thank you. Demolition Man was fun. I don't know if that makes the top five. Yeah, I think you need Rambo on the list. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Do I kick out t- Demolition, Demolition Man? I would, yeah. Kick I would, out Demolition I would, Man. Yeah. All right. Rambo 4. What about Judge Dredd? I am the law. <laughs> never saw that one. What? <laughs> yeah, I never saw it. Okay. Anyway, here's one from Juan. Hey, Peter, Tony, Scott, Nat- uh, Natasha, and James. <laughs> <laughs> Is this Marvel? Peter, Tony, yeah, Scott, Parker. Natasha, and James? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I was thinking about how dominant Reggie Bush was in, was in college. Do you fellows remember other uh, of the most dominant college players and how well they did or didn't transition to the NFL? My question is, who is one or two of your favorite and worst NFL disappointments? Well, Tim Tebow was awesome in the NFL. Yeah. Briefly. Yeah, he won a playoff game. Uh, Tommy Melvin Bratton. Tommy Frazier. Melvin Bratton. Wow, yeah, Tommy Frazier. For me, it was Darren McFadden. I thought superstar. Peter Wark. Mm. Peter, Peter Wark is a good one. good one. Yeah. When did he get drafted? For, was he a Rocket first round pick of the Bengals? Peter Wark? Yes. Yeah, he was a Bengals. <laughs> he was a top five pick. Oh, man. Um, really? Wow. You can go through a laundry Robert. list of Bengals picks that were great in college <laughs> and terrible in the NFL. Achilles <laughs> like Smith. Ryan Leaf. Yeah, but but those aren't like our favorites. I mean, I don't know if you had a guy in college that you just thought was. I mean, I hated Peter Ward because he he used to always beat up the Gators. Um, uh, Vince Young. Yeah, mm. he was awesome. No, Tebow was amazing in college. Eric Crouch was amazing in college. Yeah, but but he, they weren't. But they Crouch didn't. Did he even get drafted? I don't remember. I think he did. I think he played with the Rams. Okay. I think he ended up switching to safety. Yeah, he Five wasn't nuts. much. Oh, Cade McNown. Cade McNown. Five hundred yard uh, game against Miami. Yep. Like the 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 core all the quarterbacks drafted in the eighties and nineties. 
What did you say, Heath? I'm sorry. All the quarterbacks the Raiders drafted in the 80s. And 90s. <laughs> Nine and 90s. Jamarcus. And I'll tell you what, man. One, one player that was supposed to be the safest, that labeled the safest pick that the Raiders drafted was Robert Gallery, left tackle, mm-hmm. I think maybe fourth overall. Yeah, big dude. Burst. Yeah. Good Remember question. Brian Boswell? Remember Trent Richardson? Boswell. That's a good one. Oh, Richardson. Richardson's good one. a good one. Dude, Brian Boswell was in this weird, like biker gang movie. That been used, a lot of movies. Used to be yeah. on What's all the last time? time. I said it wrong. <laughs> Bosworth. Oh, yeah, Bosworth. It's Bosworth, not Boswell. <laughs> did he say it wrong or did Adam say it wrong? wrong? I said it wrong. Okay, Heath got me. Adam has also said it wrong. But what was that movie? It was on all the time. When I was like in high school or middle school. All right, top five Brian Boswell. <laughs> and yes, I said that wrong on purpose. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, last email. By the way, Schrager has no idea what we're talking about today. Uh, I am falling asleep. Oh, what, dude? Oh, that's, wow. that's rude. I just have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, Jacquez Green was another one for me. Gator, right? Yep. Shine Dog wants to, he says, Dear Mark Harrison. Whoever Hater. sent that Reggie Bush email, put him in podcast league. That was a good <laughs> Why? So so Schrager could fall asleep. Dear Mark Harrison, Hayden, and Adam. Those are tight ends. <laughs> they are. Um yeah. and he also says those are first names of real life people that played Star Wars characters. Mark okay. Hamill, Adam Driver. Who are the other ones? Hayden and Harrison. Harrison Ford. Hayden, uh what's Christian. 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 Oh, that's weird. They're also tight ends. Yeah. Wait, Mark is... Andrews, Harrison Bryant, Hayden Hurst, Adam Colonel Troutman. Oh, I was thinking Adam Shaheen. They both work. <laughs> Colonel Shaheen. 12-team PPR Superflex. By the way, this is what happens when we do night podcasts. What did they do to Rambo? I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Adam, what is Rambo's first name? John. All right. All right, good. I okay, 12 team PPR Superflex. He just got the easiest question about Rambo correct. <laughs> what did Rambo wear across his head? <laughs> I'm keeping Kyler Murray. What was Rambo's weapon of choice? Everything. I only know that because of hot shots. Charlie Sheen. Uh, I'm keeping Kyler in round two and Darren Waller in round four. You win. Other than some top quarterbacks being kept, all the top players are in the draft uh, pool. Who should I be looking at at first with my first, third, and fifth picks, knowing I already have Kyler and Waller? Probably going to need some running backs. Right. <laughs> well, would you would you try to take two elite quarterbacks if you could? He, he said all the elite quarterbacks are being it's kept. It's a super right? flex league, so he could. Oh, Yes, take a quarterback. Oh, he did say, wait, what did he say? So, some of the top quarterbacks are being kept. Take Ben Roethlisberger. I don't Take think we have enough information to give this guy good advice. Well, you have. Don't you take can a target a quarterback early. Yes, uh, you should definitely have at least one wide receiver with your first or third round picks. I would think. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for your emails. Hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back. Ben, what do we got we tomorrow? We didn't help that guy very much. Put him in the podcast league. <laughs> ben, what is our show tomorrow? League winners in every round. And then we have polarizing players on Wednesday, right? I think we should do league winners every round with no information. <laughs> uh, what, uh, Jamie, give me a league ra- winner in this round. What round are we putting Corey Davis in for the purposes <laughs> of this exercise? Every one. <laughs> All right, if we're you start your team with Corey Davis, how will it look? 
If you take him in round two, how will it look? Good night, or I don't know. When am I publishing this? It has to well, I will say this now. We had the NFC East strategy. Now we have the AFC East strategy because Corey Davis is your first pick. Damon Harris, round two. Corey Davis, round one. You can so Andre Stevenson, round one. Right, yeah. You can see if Diggs falls to you in round five. Tyler Croft, round four. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.